Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. It's Greenland, like being Amish, but with more ice. Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. When you talk as an old British lady, you suddenly remember everything. British lady goes like, oh, yes, darling, in 1817, what are we, what are we the symphony doing now? was what? composed by Beethoven. You stealing no, my I gimmick just, now? I'm just saying that's what happens is you suddenly remember everything. I was watching the Manning cast last night with <laughs> Philip Rivers. How did that yeah, go? Yeah, how you doing, Queen? I'm great, Philip. Let's have a schizophrenic conversation together. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. The Anna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Scrap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. It is Reaction Monday. Brought to you by Taco Bell. Hello, Boner. Hello, Manor. We have a big show today, but we do not have a long show today. We're done at 5 mm-hmm. because Buckeye basketball has another early start. It is the Buckeyes and Seton Hall tonight down in Fort Myers, Florida. I'm fired up for this one, man. I'm, I'm, I know some people are down on the Buckeye basketball team because of the you know Xavier game, but... Look, you're going to be on a roller coaster ride this year with this Buckeye basketball team. Some ups, some downs. There's a lot of potential on this team. You got some young guys that are going to start kicking it into gear a little bit. It's all with Michi last week. Michi. I hope that continues. All I'm saying is I like watching the growth. I'm excited to watch this team tonight. I'm not saying they're going to win. Look at you. Saying it's exciting. Uh, well, there is a ranked team playing tonight. It is not Ohio State. New AP poll is out. Buckeyes drop out, but Seton Hall is in. At number 21. Coverage starts 5 o'clock tonight here on The fans. So plenty of college football Buckeye conversation in this 3 o'clock hour. 4 o'clock hour, we will talk NFL, Brownies, Bengals, both with victories yesterday. Mm-hmm. In in name only. <laughs> For one, one of, of those, those two teams? One yeah. of those teams. That's right. But we'll, we'll get to that. Buckeyes beat Michigan State 56-7. That that game was so weird only from the standpoint that they could have put 100 on this team. Ohio State yeah, could have. They, if they, they stopped playing. To. The game was over. Uh, I was shocked to see it. I was the one on Friday who said this Michigan State defense isn't very good. However, I didn't expect that type of dominance where this Buckeye offense just did whatever the hell they wanted. And I know that that it was the C.J. Stroud show, and I saw the Heisman odds today, and C.J. Stroud is leader in the clubhouse, 32 of 35, 432, six touchdowns for C.J. Stroud. You can't argue with that. It was essentially perfection. As good as he was, though, to me, this was a showcase of the best wide receiver talent that Ohio State has ever had. Those three guys have been so fantastic. I think we take it for granted sometimes. You know, we look at the job that Brian Hartline has have, has done, and we say he's one of the best recruiters of wide receivers in the country. But sometimes I think we just say it, and hot air comes out, 
We don't actually believe what we're saying. This is not known as a hotbed for receiving talent in the last hundred years of football. We have names that we know, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know that I would say it's not a hotbed. Like, I agree with you. You've not had this. You've not had three guys playing at this level in part because you college football count, didn't look like you this. You can but. count on one hand the amount of Buckeye receivers that have gone in the first round. It doesn't happen often. Yeah, I'm trying. We, to, we remember yeah. guys like Michael Thomas and like Chris Carter and David Boston. We remember those guys, and we should. Joey Galloway, Terry Joey, Glenn. Joey, of course. But these three guys that you have right now, I don't know what they're going to be on Sunday. I have no idea. But I can tell you on Saturday, I've never seen better at Ohio State. Yeah, this the, these guys, it's it's nothing. It's taken nothing away from C.J. Stroud, right? He's he's been electric. Watching him make some of these throws, my buddy and I were texting, and he said, "Man, when C.J. is on, it's it's beautiful." And it is. That's that was the kind of frustrating thing earlier in the year was he would make some throws that just drop your jaw, and then he would have some bad misses, but this, this was, he was playing about as well as he could. And yes, the receivers that he's throwing to are also playing as well as they could. Look I mean, like a was, video game. You have three guys go over a hundred yards and in most the of first that, most half of in the first half, right? All of this is in the first half. It's All ridiculous. CJ Stroud was done in the third quarter. He threw for four thirty two. Yeah, they did anything they wanted to do. I was shocked at that. Well, here here's the thing. We we talked a little bit about how Michigan State's secondary was one of the little weak points they had in the defense. If if that was you know going to be exploited, then it would be a good day for Ohio State, and it was. <laughs> it was definitely exploited. I don't know, man. We 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 keep having this conversation all throughout the you know this season, right? Where Buckeyes offense versus the Georgia defense. What will that look like? Well, I don't know if we'll get there. I don't know if we'll get to see it. And and, and it's not like every week it's going to look like this. But putting Ohio State's best week, like their their best performance on offense against Georgia's best performance on defense, I wish there was a way to do that, just to see it. I'm not even saying for the national championship. Just as a football fan, it would be great to watch like five series and see how that goes. See which one ends up winning out. We may not ever get that. We may not even get the best of those two if they do end up meeting at some point in the future. But, you know, th- this offense yesterday or on Saturday, I would say was about as close as you get to perfection where didn't even need the running game, but the running game was also fine doing whatever it needed to at times. So, yeah, man, it, it's it's unlike any half of football. or The, the only ones that it compared to for me we're like Pitt and Rice back in the nineties when they're playing that that's the you know the Mark May, Mark game, May game where he yeah. he's from that day decided I hate the Buckeyes from there on he's out. He's still butthurt about it. Yeah. Like I remember those games because it was just so shocking to see that. Michael Wiley, some of those guys getting loose, but that was you're playing nobodies. You're playing Teams at the time that were they were early season. It was just one of those you line up. You know you're going to win by a lot. They put up seventy on each of those teams. That's what it reminded me of. But it's a top ten Big Ten team that has knocked off your biggest rival prior to coming into this game and had has their coach by the way sitting on the sideline with a ninety five million dollar contract in his back pocket. I hope he signed that by the way. Mel Tucker, <laughs> get the pen out and sign that thing quick, buddy. Look, is Michigan State that bad? No. Things snowballed for them. They couldn't get control of it. They're not that bad. 
where they're down 49 to nothing against this Ohio State team, even with Ohio State doing everything right. They just, it was the perfect storm for Michigan State. You play that game 10 times, you don't get a result like that. I'm convinced of it. But you did on Saturday. And this is why uh, I've been upset when I see this team struggle and beat themselves. And Ryan Day said as much after that Nebraska game, where he stood there in the post-game press conference, and of course he gave the typical coach speak about going on the road and getting to win in the Big Ten is always hard to do. And then he said, yeah, if we clean things up, we'd probably win this game by three touchdowns. Well, you're underselling it. Because what you saw from Ohio State on Saturday was them doing everything right. One penalty for five yards Mm -hmm. on the day. That's cleaned up. The only turnover came from Cal McCord when the game was out of hand. This Buckeye team was crispy clean, right? They did everything right in that first half, and you saw the result. It was the perfect storm for Michigan State, and it was the perfect storm for Ohio State. I'm not saying you can replicate this every single week, but if you're asking what is this Buckeye team capable of, you saw it on Saturday in the first half. Well, and I I think that's why it's not wrong for Buckeye fans when people say, oh, Ohio State fans have such high standards. Look, Look how many schools get to experience this, right? You don't you don't see that even in the SEC because there's you know tons of talent there and all those other things but you rarely see a team put up 49 points on their opponent on their top 10 inter division opponent not even in conference opponent in division opponent right you rarely see that this late in the season it's just not a thing so I don't know what Buckeye fans are supposed to do other than say, if the offense doesn't look like it could destroy every other team in college football, then it's a disappointment, right? I mean, that we, we obviously have been prepared that Ryan Day, when given all the weapons, is going to have a game plan, and nine times out of ten, that game plan is going to be pretty good. It's not necessarily going to be 49 to nothing at halftime good, but it's going to be something where points are available, and the offense is going to have the ability to go get them. That's why it's frustrating when the offense occasionally stalls. And that's why Buckeye fans lose their minds over that. Even though, yes, it's like, well, you won by two touchdowns. What's the big deal? Because you know this team's capable of more. And you saw that on Saturday. That was a fully operational battle station right there, my friend. It's not, you know, we brought up the $95 million contract you did for Mel Tucker. Because I think it's fair. You know, we bring up how how much guys make in, in college football in the coaching ranks. We bring up how much guys make in the professional ranks, the actual players on the field, because it is relative. It's all relative to what you're making. And he hasn't signed that deal yet, that $95 million deal. But if I'm a Michigan State fan, it's not all of a sudden that I think that Mel Tucker's a bad coach. But it's unacceptable at this point in the season, to your point, you're a one-loss football team. You're in the top 10. You kind of control your own destiny when it comes to playing for a, a conference championship and going to play in the playoffs. And you have a first-half performance like that where you can't get your get your head out of your ass and the, the best you can do is go into the locker room and say, hey, guys, all right, now character counts because we got to put some good stuff on film. You have no chance of winning that game. That game spiraled out of control. And I think it's reasonable for Michigan State fans to ask why. Is yeah, it? I, I don't think it's unfair, and I, this is nothing against Mel Tucker, and that he. No, I'm not it's, saying it's fire like him. That. It's it's the idea that <laughs> before this game, the entire week leading into it, the discussion was you're going to see one of the richest contracts in college football at a place like Michigan State, a place that what have we usually seen in the Big Ten? Usually, 
you don't see the big expenditures to that level, right? All the other conferences have to do it first, and then the Big Ten's like, all right, I guess we'll play coordinators a million dollars a piece, some of them. You know, that's that's where the Big Ten usually drags behind a little bit. So that was a very interesting story all of last week about that. Heading into their biggest game, how could it not be a little bit of a distraction for Mel Tucker, right? I'm not putting that on saying this is why Ohio State dominated. I'm saying no one would blame a Sparty fan for looking at that and going, wow, we're going to give this guy $95 million. I hope that doesn't ever happen again because that really sucked. And And obviously for Ohio State, it's the other side. You feel like... <laughs> I said this on Twitter on Saturday. There's some guys probably on the sidelines of this game worth $95 million, whether they're coaches or players. They're just not on Michigan State sidelines. It's on Ohio State sidelines, man. You got a couple receivers there that could go make bank in the NFL. You got a quarterback that might do the same thing, running back that could do the same thing, never mind some of the offensive linemen and defenders. So it's, yeah, man, it's it's starting to come along at the right time for Ohio State, and that feels good. Of course, I am... Uh... Nervous as hell about this game on Saturday. We'll discuss it throughout the week, but it's it's meat chicken week, and I'm scared. Scared? I am. I am. I am scared. Because here's the reality. Well, you know what? We got to take a break, right, and then we'll come back and we'll talk, talk more about scared. it. New polls are out as well. We'll tell you where the Buckeyes stack up coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Look out for a crash on Hamilton Road south of I-70. You also have slow traffic southbound 71 between 670 and East Broad. This report is sponsored by Churches. Churches is adding Applewood smoked Texas cut bacon to all to their all-white meat chicken sandwich. Yep, these two are the best flavors forever. Try their new Texas cut bacon chicken sandwiches today. Churches, bringing that down-home flavor, offer valid at participating locations. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. It's Reaction Monday brought to you by Taco Bell. We have a short show today. We're out at 5 because Buckeye basketball is early again tonight. Big one against Seton Hall. Catch all the action right here on the fan. So we're talking about the Buckeyes and the thrashing against Michigan State this weekend. Let me give you the polls that we'll talk about how I'm scared to death about me, Chicken. Let's get there. Uh, New AP. Of course, the playoff rankings don't come out until tomorrow night. Georgia, number one, getting all the first place votes. Buckeyes up three spots to two. Well, if there's if you're going to be consistent, you're going to look at a team that just destroyed a team that every pundit pretty much believed was a top ten team. So that should count for something, and I'm I'm no, glad I, that it did. I, I will see if it that, does tomorrow, but I tend to think it will. Well, yes. Ultimately, who the hell cares about the AP? But right, I think, and and who the hell cares about tomorrow too? If we're going to be consistent, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's what matters when the matters, season's yeah. over. But this is why I get frustrated sometimes when I hear. Not just from some fans, but from a lot of coaches. Well, we won the damn game. What's the difference if we won by one or we won by 50? We won the game. Grow up. 
All right, style points matter. The way you win matters. Buckeyes going up 49 points against a top 10 team at home. That matters. Oh, it matters. Let's stop pretending like it doesn't. It does matter in the polls. And obviously there was you know some things that happened in college football we'll talk about later that also made sure everyone was able to move up and be good. But, you know, I think it also helps going into this Michigan week. I know you're talking about being nervous. But one thing that had me nervous about Meat Chicken was they got to play Maryland. And spoiler alert, they didn't have a problem. So I was thinking, well, that's going to suck if we're in like a four-quarter drag them out, beat down type of game where you're just bloodied and battered and bruised. And then you go play Michigan the next week. They've played Maryland and probably cruised to a victory. Well, they did, but Ohio State got to do the same. I'm not saying it wasn't physical, but you had a lot of your starters not getting into that. All right, I'm going to tell you so why I'm worried. Let me, let me finish the top 10. That, that part makes me feel a little bit better where otherwise I'd be where you are. Alabama's three. They're down a spot to three. Uh, Cincinnati down a spot to four. Notre Dame up a spot to five. Meat Chicken's up two spots to six. Oklahoma up two. Oklahoma State, excuse me, up two spots to seven. Ole Miss up two spots to eight. Baylor up two spots to nine. And Oklahoma up two spots to ten. All right, let's talk about the game this weekend. Here's look. I'm nervous every single year. Doesn't matter the records. Doesn't matter how bad Michigan is coming into this game. I'm still nervous because it's the game. All right? So, full disclosure on that. I also have issues when it comes to my team. I'm not the type of guy, if you've listened to me for more than five minutes, who just throws my hand up in the air and enjoys the roller coaster. All right? I I grip the bar. I grip the safety bar, and I close my eyes and say, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, when is it done? When is it done? That's how I live my life, and that's how I watch my sports. Maybe you're not like me and you can't relate, but this is where I'm coming from. I will tell you... With this Michigan team, it has a different feel. We've seen other Harbaugh teams and Michigan teams that have hype. But really, with the exception of a 10-minute stretch in that Michigan State game, which they can't take back, by the way, it happened, this is an extremely disciplined Michigan football team. They have not let things bother them. That Penn State game, the momentum was not going their way. They found a way to win. Even last week's game against Maryland, I looked at that and said, this could be a trap game for them, where they're just coming off this dramatic victory against Penn State. They have Ohio State coming up next. Maybe they sashay in there, don't take it seriously, and wind up in a close game or wind up losing that game. But they didn't. They had their eyes on the prize. They took care of business. And the reason why I'm nervous about Michigan is not because everybody says, oh, Jim Harbaugh, he's found his quarterback or he's looking for his quarterback. That has nothing to do with it. I am not convinced that Jim Harbaugh's offense is going to be scary on Saturday. I am convinced their defense will be the best defense this Buckeye team has seen. I think that's fair. Um, But I also think that the Michigan defense has not seen anything you're right close you this are offense. right and and but something's gonna give on Saturday well, something is gonna give right I, I guess here's what I look at and I'm not I don't want to come out as I'm not afraid at all about Michigan because I I like you harbor a lot of memories that go back well into the 90s where I watched teams that were otherwise looking awesome flying into this game, and then they got tripped up by yes. meat chicken. If, if you're not nervous about Saturday, then you are of a certain age. 
Yeah, you right. Because I mean, if you're our age, I know you think yeah, you're yeah. of a different generation than me because you're <laughs> two years younger. If you're over 30. But I if think you were it. like a teenager in the 90s, yeah. if you were aware enough in the 90s, there is no way you take this game for granted. Here's the concern I would have if I'm Michigan. And, and I'll get to the Buckeyes' concerns in a second. But the Michigan concern I would have, the number one question I have is, Jim Harbaugh, does he know how to mentally uncouple himself from the stigmas and failures and ghosts of Michigan games past and Ohio state games past where he can just look at this game and say, if I do this, 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 and this, that's the shot to win. I'm not going to overhype this. I'm not going to get caught up on, you know, busting a Buckeye nut on the grave of a former coach. Like I'm not going to get caught up in all that hype. My team is going to play this game the way they came out to play against Penn State or the way they've played in, in many of these other big games they've played this year. And and that's what we're going to be able to do. If I'm a Michigan fan, that's my number one concern. Not necessarily even that the players aren't good enough to hang with Ohio State. It's is Jim Harbaugh mentally able to be fully into this one and not get caught up in dumb penalties, not flipping his you know stuff all over the place every time he doesn't get a call he wants. Is he going to be in the pocket for four quarters and stay there, or is he going to have one of those mental kind of breakdowns he always seems to have in this game where, and then his team falls apart, and then everybody falls apart, and then the game's over. Like I, I wonder if he will be able to do that or not. The concern for the Buckeyes, I think, is, as much as these guys have all grown up, this is the first time a lot of these players are going to go to Michigan Stadium and see this atmosphere. Whatever you think of the big house's atmosphere compared to other places in college football. Trust me. It's still intimidating. They, they'll be ready. It's weird. It's going to be a tough deal. And I, we'll see how that team's, how all these players respond, right? I'll see how CJ Stroud responds to that. Given what he's just done, he's had an immense you know, season so far. This is another step in maturity for all him and a lot of other guys on this team who are seeing this environment for the first time. So that goes for more than just freshmen on this team, right? You have, didn't play this game last year, and some of these guys just weren't here the last time they went up and played at the big house. So that that I think is where the Buckeyes' concern is from a you know mental standpoint going into this one. How are the young guys going to handle it? And you know what? Well, n- never mind. We'll move on. Because we got all week to do this. I know, I know. We can. We have we can all go week to do this. But I'll, I'll put a bow on it by saying, for now, I am not nearly as nervous as I thought I would be. And that's clearly, of course, because I just saw Ohio State hang half a I, I was going to say, do you think <laughs> that's because we're just on Monday? You think Friday you'll feel the same way? Friday I will feel, I will feel much more of the anxiety I always feel for this game. Same way that, like, you can, uh, for me, I can tell myself, I'm not really in the Christmas spirit this year. Uh, you know what, Christmas Eve, put some Bing Crosby on or some whatever you like. I'm ready. I'm ready for it at least by then. By Friday, I will have that general anxiety I get for this game every year. But I do feel better about it than I thought I would on a Monday. Big time college football coach fired this weekend. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. On the south side, look out for a crash eastbound 270 at Allen Creek Drive. It's going to be on the exit ramp. You have slow traffic to look out for on southbound 71 between 670 and east broad. Northbound 71 is also slow between 70 and east broad. 
This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect is celebrating Black Friday all week long with big savings on the hottest holiday tech. Right now, Apple AirPods Pro are just $179. Explore more deals at staplesconnect.com slash Black Friday. And 1127 Limit 2 while supplies last. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The dumb is strong with this show. You're listening to Man and Bone. It's rivalry week on The Fan and 10 TV. Getting you ready for the biggest game of the season. We're live and local every day starting at 6 a.m., Rivalry Week is sponsored by your Central Ohio Toyota dealers. Toyota, let's go places. Hmm. Let's do. It's also Reaction Monday. Give me a number. I'm going to go with six. Caller number six right now. 614-821-9710. Gets a $50 gift card to Taco Bell because they sponsor Reaction Monday. I see how that works. Uh, elsewhere around college football this weekend, Alabama beat Arkansas. Didn't look particularly great doing it. No, they didn't. But I, I still think, you know, there's there's no question what Bama's pathway is for this. They need to either, 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 that too. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Either. Either. They need to either obviously beat Georgia or only lose it by like, a touchdown. They need to be in that game right up until the end. That's the pathway for, which of course is not an option for Saban, right? He wants to win that game. But if they don't win it, I still think they could be perhaps lose by seven at the very end, play a really tough game, and might still find a way to get in. It's going to be tight. Well, it opened up a bit, though, because of some of the other events yes. that happened this week. Uh, one thing you don't have to worry about anymore is Oregon. No, nope. They got drilled by Utah. Yeah. It was the ugly uniform fest. And I, <laughs> I'll was. tell you what, man. Oh, I know was. that Oregon was favored. Oregon, uh, Utah was favored in that game, despite being unranked, playing a, a top five team. But you know, you and I were talking about this on Friday. That that's not a gimme game. No, for Oregon at all. It hasn't been for a while. It's always a tough place, especially when you have to go to the the base of the Wasatch Mountains, Mike. That's where the Utah mm-hmm. Stadium is, and you and you go there. It's always a tough environment. They've they've been good ever since they've joined the Pac-12 with pulling big upsets and knocking off teams that I'm quite sure the Pac-12 hates the fact they invited Utah to the party and they keep then taking out some of their best hopes to get into the college football playoffs. Doesn't always work out well, but good for Utah. They got the job done. Bearcats took it to SMU. That was a game that people had circled early in the season. Maybe SMU would be ranked. They were for a time, but that's not sticking. And the Bearcats just took it to them. No, but you know what? That Those two results together for Cincinnati, you couldn't have asked for a much better situation. Absolutely. Getting Oregon out of the way, Cincinnati smoking SMU. I'm not saying that seals it up for them. They they have to continue to be the best team in that conference by a wide margin. But 
There's not many games left here. So assuming they don't stumble and assuming they continue to win by decentish margin, like let's say you win by two touchdowns the next two games. That's that's probably going to get the job done. If you're yes, undefeated and you probably does. You know this, what else helps? Because of a game like this. Because we talk about, you know, who you played and it shouldn't matter, right? Early in the season it really shouldn't matter, but Notre Dame is killing people now. It's great. They've they've that woken up out well. and now the pollsters are taking them seriously. Now, let me be clear. They have little to no chance of making the playoffs, Notre Dame. But people look at that Cincinnati win now. Right. Like they did before, but you know, they they sort of minimized it and said, "Well, you know, okay, well they beat Notre Dame, but who else did they beat?" Well, that may be enough. If they roll through their entire conference and they have a big quality victory on the road against another team the pollsters like, isn't that enough? I think so. And by the way, uh, for the for the Domer fans out there, I don't think many are making this case. But just in case there's confusion, you know, when people will say, oh, well, Ohio State was ranked over Oregon. Why can't Notre Dame be ranked over Cincinnati? Big difference. One of those teams out of the four I just mentioned is undefeated. Cincinnati having zero losses is the thing. If Oregon had zero losses, they would have stayed ranked above Ohio State. Once you introduce a loss into the system for them, then it became, all right, well, Ohio State lost to them, but Oregon showed they're flawed too, and they lost a game. So now we have to look at who is the better team today. When you have an undefeated record, that goes out the window. So Notre Dame, unfortunately for them, unless Cincinnati falters, if we're not going to base this on who gets more TV ratings, we're not going to base this on who has a larger alumni base or whatever else. If we're just going to base it on who deserves to get in by what they've done this season, the undefeated team beating Notre Dame and then Notre Dame beating everyone else. That's going to do it for the undefeated team. If Cincinnati stays there, they should not get jumped by Notre Dame to your point. Look, a lot of people had a field day last week because the committee said, uh, Michigan's better than Michigan State. And they said, wait, wait a second. We just saw this. Yes. Right? We we just saw this. They played head-to-head. How could you not have Sparty ahead of Michigan? We saw it. Well, no one's going to be com- complaining about that now. No. Right? And, 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 what, and what changed, right, by the way? Why is that? Because you throw another loss into you the lost equation. lost to Purdue, and suddenly then it becomes, well, yes, that happened, that result on the field. I'm not saying it's right that this is the way it's done or whatever else argument you want to make. I'm telling you that that's the way their logic works is if there's an undefeated and a one loss and the one loss got their loss from the undefeated, they're going to say, well, that undefeated should go to the playoffs because they've not lost yet. Let's find out if they can get it done. The the one loss team is not likely to jump the undefeated team. I don't think we I don't think we've ever seen that happen in the college football playoffs. I have to go double check. We had a firing this weekend. Dan Mullen is out as Florida's head coach. It was only a matter of time. And now with the earlier signing period, middle of December, these teams are not wasting any time. So Dan Mullen, they go out and they lose in overtime to Missouri this week, which, by the way, is their fourth consecutive loss to a Power 5 opponent. Did you see that... uh Was it Eli Drinkwater, who's the Missouri coach, that little thing he did at the end at his press conference where he... He held up like a lightsaber and put his hood up and said, may the force be with you, right. and then walked off the stage. That's the last guy that beat Dan Mullen at Florida. That's how that goes down. Dating back to the final three games of last season, the Gators are 2-9 and nine against Power 5 opponents. Yucky, yucky. That, now, yeah, that's a really tough one for me to sort out, just because of the fact that, to spend a moment on that, Dan Mullen, I don't think, got it done this year. His major flaw was... 
he let his assistant coaches who were dumb and bad stay his assistant coaches instead of firing them earlier in the season or last offseason, which is what some people wanted. He he had a problem with recruiting, too. He lost out on some big recruits. The, the concern here and the reason he got fired is because people at Florida are afraid of a snowball effect. I just want to, though, put it out there that you run the risk of becoming like Texas. You know, where Texas was like, well, we get to the championship game and we get really close, but we don't ever get over the hump. Now look what Texas does. They hire guys who can't even surpass what the last guy did. Dan Mullen, I think, was a really great hire for them when they did it. I'm not saying they necessarily should have stuck with him. All the candidates that you're about to mention, there's there's a lot of them who you can see how their resumes don't quite stack up to what Dan Mullen had done I, before he got to Florida. I understand. I'm wondering if this is going to start a little Texas cycle for them. Well, it's either it either starts. See, it's it's slippery, right? Because you either start a Texas cycle, or by not doing anything, you start a Texas cycle, right? Because true enough. Then all yeah. of a sudden, I just told you they've just been a nightmare. Yes, two and nine is not that's awful, right? But then what happens if you don't do anything? If you stay the course. Then you start to accept mediocrity to some level. Oh, I know. Right? And that's that's where I think it might have made sense to say next year is the extreme hot seat from day one. We're going to give you one more year to turn this around with different assistant coaches, and we're not going to give you an extension. You got one more year to try this out. Well, actually, by the way, they gave him an extension this off season. Well, that's <laughs> that's the <laughs> dumbest thing. Yes, yeah. we we can have that. We've had that discussion. This is the insanity of college football. The amount of dead money that exists, right. it, it astonishes me. But we'll, we'll talk about this decision. We'll talk about who may replace Dan Mullen at Florida coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Looks like we have a crash on the exit ramp still on the south side, 270 eastbound at Alum Creek Drive. We're seeing slow traffic on 70 westbound between Miller Avenue and 71, and 670 westbound is slow between 71 and 3rd Street. This report is sponsored by Shoot Point Blank. Shoot Point Blank has exclusive holiday deals like boxes of ammo, buy two, get one free, and up to $100 of firearms. But you need to visit shootpointblank.com forward slash holiday before December 31st to take advantage. That's shootpointblank.com forward slash holiday. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. We're all sports all the time today, baby. (laughs) All right, get it straight. We're only here till 5 because Buckeye basketball, they're being rude again with another early start. It's Seton Hall tonight down in Florida. Big one. Buckeyes lost a ranking, lost their AP ranking. Seton Hall has gained one. They're number 21 in the country, so catch that game right here on The Fan. We're talking about Dan Mullen getting canned at Florida. So I'm going to give you some names 
that are associated with this job. Yeah. And I want your first reaction to every single name that I give you. Okay. Assuming that you are a Florida fan and you care about right. such things. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, sure. Billy Napier, who we hear all the time he's, with these big-time jobs. He's, he's the Louisiana head coach. Yes, and he his my reaction is it's a Nick Saban guy. If I'm a Florida fan and I'm trying to get excited about that, he is a Nick Saban assistant coach who went on to coach and has done a good job where he is. The downside is that is a guy coaching in the Sun Belt, and you're going to bring him into the SEC and give him the reins of one of the biggest programs and say, this will work. When you, you The last guy you hired was running another SEC program, and he couldn't get it done. That's a big gamble, I guess, is where I would come down on He's that. He's been offered job, big-time jobs in the past. He's turned them down yeah. to stay at Louisiana, waiting for the right job. His name keeps popping up. If this... If he were to leave, you would think it would le- he'd leave for a job like this. If oh, offered to sure, him, right? yes. It's just, I think it almost becomes, is Florida going to say, we're willing, that's where we are now, is we're going to take a, we're not going to go after any coaches at a higher level school. Matt Campbell. I feel like the Matt Campbell thing has kind of gone stale. Don't you? Like, I think that 16 months ago, Matt Campbell could have had Pretty much any job he wanted. That's what I mean. In college football. Right. And I'm not saying that he's going to be at Iowa State forever because I don't think he is. But I think the next jep, uh, jep, jump yeah. for Matt Campbell is to the NFL, not to another college could, job. Could be. And I'm not saying he would do a bad job at Florida. I feel like if I were a Florida fan, I would say that's that gives me better hope than Billy Napier, but... It's not like if we got him last year, but they weren't looking for him last year because they were in the SEC title game. James Franklin, who was no, stale, attached to all the that's 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 right. It's we keep hearing his name attached. If I'm a USC fan, I feel this way. If I'm an LSU fan, if I'm a Florida fan, I feel this way. Why do I want a guy who has had every single opportunity to dominate the Big Ten, but he's not done it? Here's the only, and I'm not even saying for Florida, but maybe you brought up USC. Maybe here's how USC, a program like that, talks themselves into James Franklin is he's been going to war with Ohio State and all these other schools that are in his division. And granted, he should have been and has been the second best team there. But he has gone and fought those teams and fought those recruiting battles out here in the Pac-12. We take the power of the of USC and put a guy like James Franklin, who's been in the SEC, been in the Big Ten, he's going to come out here and it's going to be like hitting off a tee. Like, it's just... Well, fair enough. Like, maybe that's how they talk themselves into it, but Florida but would say, again, uh, we're getting the... You know what I mean, though? Florida and LSU, it feels like we're getting the Vandy coach who occasionally got them in the top 25, and now at Penn State, they've just kind of stalled out and they're having a bad year. No, I think their standards are a little higher than where USC's are right now. Yes, but I just wonder, if you're a USC guy, now we're, I was started talking about that job, and we're not talking about Florida, but... sure. You know, you have, let's say both these guys want the job. James Franklin, Luke Fickle. Oh, yeah. Who would I'm, you rather I'm, have? I'm I mean, going to go get Luke Fickle if I can. I mean, yes, on, on one level, you have a guy who's been there, done that, in one of the biggest conferences in the country, and then you have a guy who's done it at a smaller school, but, but has, taken, yes. has, has rose them up to prominence at that smaller school. Because he's had multiple years of success with lesser resources. Well, that's the thing. If I'm USC, I say, well, look what he's been able to do with less. Right. Now let's give right. him more in this mediocre conference. 
yeah, and I, see what he can do. I think, uh, to back to the original point, what does a Florida fan feel about James Franklin? They go, yeah, I guess, but is that really the best we can do? No. USC fan, I think, is a little more open to it. Lane Kiffin. Yeah, that's that's going to be a real polarizing move is what I would say. If I were a Florida fan, I would say, why not? Let's give it a shot. He's he's clearly had some decent success at, like in in the SEC. Like he has found his niche there at Ole Miss. He's done a good job there. <laughs> if you want to go hire another coach from Mississippi, I guess that's also the Dan Mullen thing, right? Because he was at Mississippi State, but yeah, I, I I don't think that's as bad. That that has a little bit more cachet, but it's going to be an instantaneous. You better get to an SEC championship game like next year or the year after. It's got to be instant. You blow that program right back up. Mario Cristobal. No interest. Very little interest, I should say. Luke Fickle. Yeah, I'd be I again, I and think And the other side of that is is that a job that he leaves for? Well, that's a different question cuz I don't know what Luke Fickle I don't know what level he's interested in going to, either like a USC or a Florida, or if he's content to just build that thing and wait until someone calls him from another school that's, you know, he's got some more ties to. But it's going to be waiting a while. It looks like at Ohio State. I'd like, I, I guess it's not. It's not going to be Ohio State. Well, the only way it would be is, and again, I don't think this is likely. Is if Ryan Day wins like two national championships and then the NFL says, "Here you go, here's two hundred million dollars or whatever well, they're right. paid Fair at that enough. point." Other than that, right? I don't see it. Man, yeah, the I think that has the best mix of he has done more with less, but he is going to have the knock of you have not gone and well, you had to recruit in Ohio State's backyard, so that's never mind. I was going to say he's not recruited in the SEC. Yeah, but, but you're not you're not recruiting the same players. That's true. It's it's but I'm saying that's where maybe they talk themselves into Luke Fickle did more with less. Imagine if he had the resources. Right, here I got one more. Florida. Mark Stoops from Kentucky. I thought about that one a lot because it's the same kind of thing. The expectations are different at Kentucky, and he has far exceeded those, wouldn't you say? Yes. I mean, he's done a great job there. My question would be, is that just a product of him being at Kentucky? And if he were to go anywhere else, it just wouldn't be the same. You know, he's how long has he been there, by the way? It feels like it's been 10 years or more. Been a while. Yeah, I'm saying, I wonder, like, does he get more of a Gary Patterson at TCU kind of vibe on him where it's like well it works there with what's going on at that school you know that's the basketball school and I'm not saying this is fair to Mark Stoops but the primary focus there is if the basketball team sucks everyone's out of their minds if the football team's good it's a bonus not that way at Florida obviously their basketball program is important too but that football program has got to be competing for SEC titles every single year brownies Bengals, NFL things coming up next common man and T-bone on the fan Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. On the south side, look out for a crash. 270 eastbound, the exit ramp to Elm Creek Drive. Slow traffic westbound 670 between 71 and 3rd Street. Westbound 70 is slow between Miller Avenue and the 71 East Split. And you have slow traffic on northbound 71 between 70 and East Broad. This report is sponsored by Public Lands. Introducing Public Lands, a new outdoor specialty store now open in Polaris. Public Lands offers gear for hiking, camping, and more. Get the latest gear from brands like Patagonia, the North Face, and Yeti. Try out the climbing wall, sign up for gear rentals, classes, or guided outings. Learn more at public, publiclands.com slash Columbus. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. 
Common Man here for Care, Heating, and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. It is Reaction Monday brought to you by Taco Bell. We have a short show today. Just one more hour to go because we're done at five because Buckeye basketball has a big one tonight with Seton Hall. Catch all the action right here on the fan. All right. Football yesterday. Brownies beat the Lions. Look like Pooh doing so, but they got the victory. Mm. Bengals got a much needed victory in Vegas where they played excellent defense. They sure did. I mean, it wasn't. Joe Burrow throwing the football all over the place, although he had his moments there, especially in the fourth quarter when they needed him to be great. He was, but that was that defense and defensive line just harassing Derek Carr all day long. Yeah, it made him look really bad. And, and I'll tell you, that Bengals game, like if you weren't watching it and you just looked at the final score, you might say, oh, the Bengals had a fairly easy day. Oh, no, it was tight. It was a lot of, they had to kick a lot of field goals, but... Yeah, man, there were plays that were made at the end of that game. Joe Burrow had a nice throw on a touchdown to kind of put the game where the Bengals needed it to be, where it was more than a touchdown. And then Joe Mixon, they get the ball back, and then he goes, Mixon does, and is able to run it into the end zone and finish off the game. And that's that's a very key thing for this Bengals team is that their defense played well all game long. They got him a turnover late in that game, too. That's the type of thing that you need to reward with points. You don't need to sit there and not get it done on fourth down and on third and eight, you don't convert it. Things like that. That probably sucks for a defense when you're watching your offense go out and stub its toe all day. Being able to do that in the fourth quarter is a huge growth thing for this Bengals team. And it it should give Bengals fans a lot of hope. I mean, the Raiders aren't the best team in the world. But they're not exactly crap either. I know it's the NFL any given Sunday. You're going on the... We saw the the Titans lose to the Texans yesterday. We are seeing every single week teams that are better than other teams losing. Yes. And so my point is that this team, although they are young, right? Two of your best weapons on offense, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, very young guys. you You are making plays. This offense is making plays when it has to late in games to get into the red zone, and then score touchdowns. And you're also getting stops on defense that kill the momentum on the road. It was great. That was a phenomenal performance for the Bengals. And I don't blame, especially after how the last couple weeks went for them with the bye week and you know a couple losses. You needed it any way you could get it. Needed to get a W. And that tells Bengals fans, rightfully so, we're still in this thing. We are still in the playoff hunt. There is no doubt about that. And... Big, big, big moment for them yesterday to get that done on the road. Good to see uh, Eli Apple making a big play. Yeah, he did. Too, right? That's the, that's the pick live. I was talking about. By the way, last thing on this Raiders thing, um, maybe the NFL should stop letting teams that have indoor stadiums grow natural grass. Like, maybe you should, because that field was horrendous yesterday. That was, it was chopping up everywhere. It was gross. I know, I, I don't, 
I don't understand why the NFL says, oh, yeah, that's totally fine. Have real, I like real grass, but you have it indoors and it doesn't seem to be responding that well. However, they're doing it. Right. Is, and I don't know. Is that an indoor problem or is that a we exist in the desert well, right, problem? Well, right. It might be. I, I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I'm just saying the NFL should probably try to figure that out better than. Yeah, these guys think they can grow grass, but even then again, it's inside. You know, the Cardinals have the same situation. They don't have any grass problems. Yeah, fair enough. It, it was not. I mean, that was that may just be. It's a new stadium, and you know, the turf still hasn't taken. I don't know, but it was it was bad yesterday. Well, they played there last year. No, I know. I don't know how long it takes for the grass to get to a point where it's just. It's there. I don't know. Well, this isn't like growing grass at your house where you're spraying seed down. True enough. You got the All best right, in the business, I fine. would assume. Well, I'm just saying the field sucked yesterday. And if you're like, well, why did that happen? It's like, well, it wasn't in Green Bay, the frozen tundra. This is in Las Vegas in a climate controlled area with a roof over it. Maybe that is. I don't know. I don't know how they're not getting that better, but it sucked yesterday. Browns look like trash. They beat the Lions. Baker pouted after the game was over, didn't talk to the media, didn't stay on the field and shake hands, had to make a big show. He knew exactly what he was doing, too. I know he goes on the radio today and says, it's not about disrespecting anybody. You made it all about yourself. He you, did. He said, oh, I, was, I wasn't happy with myself and the way that I played. Right. And you got to make a big show out of it. I mean, but, look, we, we know you're hurt. Want to know why we know? Because you limp every 10 seconds and you tell us how hurt you are all week long. We get it. We get how hurt you are. A lot of guys banged up in this league. Lots of them. It does, and if you can't play because you're so banged up, then my problem actually isn't with Baker Mayfield. My problem is with your dumb head coach that doesn't have the stones to make the decision. Kevin Stefanski said after the game was over yesterday, he didn't have one single thought about putting Case Keenum in that game. Well, then you're stupid. Why not? That's well, my question to you. This is This is an issue that I will say with the Browns, like, my thoughts on Baker Mayfield are pretty clear. I think he's a good quarterback when he's healthy. He's clearly not healthy right now. Best option for quarterback right now for the next few weeks for this team would be to have Case Keenum come in and let him rest up because you're going to need him when you get off the bye week and you play the Ravens again. You need him. They honestly could have played Case Keenum yesterday, given Baker not one, not two, but three weeks of rest. Let him get his and healthy he'd as he be can better be. than Baker was yesterday. Yes, I'm Case not Keenum saying that be. Case Keenum healthy and Baker Mayfield healthy no. are the same guy. I'm not saying that Baker clearly can't play. That first pick he threw, Bone. Oh God, there wasn't a defender within oh. 20 yards of Jarvis Landry. Well, it might have been because everybody was so loud there at the stadium. Baker was saying today that. He doesn't listen to the booze because from the same people who make noise when we're trying to operate on offense. All right. like, yeah, so look, what is your operation, Baker? Handing way, it off to your best player, Nick Chubb, and letting him actually run? Because that's the best offense you have right now, not your gimpy ass throwing everything around the field. I'm glad you had a night to sleep on it, and you still decided that's how you were going to answer the question. <laughs> Maybe after the game, in the heat of the moment, I can understand how he says something like that. You went to bed. You went to bed, you knew you were going to be asked about this on the radio this morning, and your answer was smartass. And I was the guy who came out and defended Baker Mayfield, saying when he put all that BS, reactionary crap with Colin Cowherd behind him, he's handled himself nothing like a professional. I mean, not, not nothing mean, like a professional. Like he's nothing but professional. Nothing but professional right, is okay. what I'm trying to say. All the OBJ drama with all the videos and the dad stuff. He didn't take the bait. He was a professional. Now the fans get on him because he looks like trash and the offense looks like trash and they have for weeks and now he's going to start calling out the fans. Okay. Good call. Yeah. Can we also just pause here for a moment? 
Baker, I understand. I don't want to. I don't want to diminish how how cool it is that a guy can go out and fight through pain and try to play. Like you said earlier, that is not on Baker Mayfield. I'm not mad at Baker Mayfield for that. I am mad that his attitude is, I can't believe everyone doesn't appreciate what I'm doing for this team. We do. But if your arm was broken and you insisted on going out there and your head coach wouldn't say, oh, Baker, your arm's broken. You can't play quarterback with a broken arm. Like if he's not going to say that to you, then I have to look at the performance and go, this performance sucked. Why did it suck? Is it Baker's fault? No, but Baker is hurt and he's not able to play the level the level that he should. That falls to Kevin Stefanski. And let's let's run over a few things with the Browns again because yet again yesterday you had double digit penalties in this game for the Browns. They Mike, do well coached teams typically have no. tons of penalties every single week? This team is slop. They are one of the top five teams in the league in garnering penalties against themselves. That's a poorly coached team. That's what happens when you're poorly coached. I'm not saying Stefanski's a bad coach. I'm saying he's not getting the job done right now because that's bad. You know what else poorly coached teams have? They lack leadership. Leadership is not looking to your star quarterback and going, well, you just do whatever you want, man. It's all good. No, Kevin Stefanski, you be the leader and you say, Baker, we're going to rest you for a couple weeks here. You're going to sit against the Ravens the first time. You're going to sit on the, obviously you have a bye week. You're going to have two weeks here to heal up. And then as soon as we get back from the bye week, that week of preparation, it's all you a hundred percent. You are the guy going forward. Whatever you've got is what we're going to need. But you, you take him out of the equation this weekend and say, whatever that means for this Ravens game, you're not going to fall out of the playoff race by losing this game. You are not going to clinch a playoff spot by winning it. So stop acting like you will. You need him for December and hopefully January. So you need to get him healthy. That's on leadership. And finally, now last yesterday, defense looked fine because you're playing the that Lions Boyle-led offense of the Lions. That was a special kind of bad. That was a special kind of bad, and Dan Campbell knew it. Yeah, he, he knew, knew how bad. That, what was it? Was it he fourth did. and one where he's kicking field goals? <laughs> well, that's the other thing too. Is you won this game by three points, and Dan Campbell had two different drives where he elected to punt it and or kick a field goal yes. in a game where he could have easily just gone for it. Now on the, either the punt one. it, I think it was like fourth and eight or something. But still, but still you're there was in three a minutes possession. left to go in the game. Hey, it's a one possession and game. You're a winless team playing for nothing. Right. I it was so stupid. But that all said. Defense was not the problem yesterday, but the issue remains still with this defense. I don't know how Stefanski has not walked down to Joe Woods and said, it's been enough, buddy. You got to go. That's This is where I come back on Stefanski, man. It's not leadership if you're letting the quarterback just do whatever he wants and not telling him what's up. It's not leadership if you are not telling your defensive coordinator, sorry, this is not good enough. You have to go. And Stefanski, another thing he can do to lead is give up play calling. Because, man, he gets so in his head on play calling. He makes some really mystifying calls. Don't forget in the fourth quarter of this game, Stefanski's out there trying to throw it in a three-point game when you have Nick Chubb. Now, finally, We've the, seen this all season long. The last series... Well, by the way, who's throwing the football? Is it someone who's like actually a top-five quarterback in the league? No. It's a guy who's hurt and playing through like 18 injuries, and you're making him make the play for you. Give it to Nick Chubb and let him take over. And what happened when they did at the end? He killed the game off because he's that good. We saw it in that Vikings game where they had success all day long playing good defense and running the football. Baker was not effective. 
But what did Kevin Stefanski do with two minutes left to go in that game? Yeah. Pass the ball. Yeah, I, I don't Suddenly know Suddenly he's starting to pass. You're right. He can't get out of his own head. Yeah. This is, and I'm again, I think Stefanski is a good coach. But he needs not right to, now. He's well, not. No, he needs to give up play calling. You need to tighten up whatever's going on with the penalty situation. And yeah, you do need to have the stones to walk in and tell some guys who aren't getting the job done. Not right now, Joe Woods. You're fired. And Baker, sit down for two weeks while we get you healthy or healthy as we can in the middle of a season, and then we're going to give it a go. But that's what a leader would do. Stefanski right now instead is going. Oh, if you can play, you can play. Great. And then what? He gets knocked around by this Ravens defense and he's out for the rest of the year? I hope not, but that's the risk you're putting out there right now and it doesn't make sense to me. We'll talk about the other games from yesterday. Plus, Baker Mayfield's wife had some thoughts that she put on social media after the game. We'll discuss those next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Currently, we're seeing slow traffic on 33 eastbound between 270 and Ebright Road. Slow traffic southbound 71 between 5th Avenue and East Broad. And you have slow traffic on northbound 71 between 70 and East Broad. This report is sponsored by Dunkin'. Keep up this holiday season with Dunkin's new Pancake Minis. Six fluffy pancakes with dipping syrup. Cheers with the creamy white mocha hot chocolate. Merry on with Dunkin's new delicious Pancake Minis. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer exclusions apply. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Columbus Men's Clinic. They have successfully treated thousands of men in Columbus. I want to talk to you today about ED. Erectile dysfunction, the struggle is real, can affect your outlook on life, cause depression, and much more. They have an expert staff, and if you're like a lot of men, you could be having sex the day after your appointment. Preferably with someone who wants you to have sex with them. (laughs) A treatment plan could involve a variety of treatments to have you performing like you haven't in years. See an expert today, get a program together for you, you get a consult, PSA, and T-test, and if medically advised, a test dose. And if test dose doesn't work in the office, your visit is free. And trust me, you will know if it works. We are located in Columbus, Ohio to serve you. I'm not there. I don't know why I read it like I was. Wouldn't it be funny if I, sh- <laughs> if you, you walked in. It's just Mike with and a glove. And I was there with a white coat on and putting, a glove. Putting some gloves on. That's all I picture. And just a bottle of KY jelly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that for whatever, does for, for whatever purpose. For whatever purposes it's needed for. Who knows? You never know what you're going to get into. Why are you into. going in the back door? That has nothing to do with my problem. Hey, just making sure everything's working. Well, like when cows, when you need to get the cow to yeah, that's right. release the kraken, <laughs> you got to go in the kraken. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, call them today, 614-300-7400, or visit them online, columbusmensclinic.com. By the way, I just want to prepare everybody. Now, 
you should be listening to the broadcast tonight of Buckeye Basketball taking on Seton Hall right here on the fan. Coverage starts at 5. We will be off the air at 5. 6 o'clock tip. Tip! Uh, by the way, it is Maddie Andrews on the call with Ron Stokes tonight. That's right. Because Paul Keels was here today and the game is in Fort Myers. So if Paul was calling it, we're going to have to get him over there quickly. But he's not. Matt Andrews is doing this. I just want to prepare you for the gym. If you've not seen the Fort Myers tip-off classic gym, um, it's got like a light green. It's one of those three-point lines where the inside is painted. Not a huge fan of that look, but that's what you're going to see. So just aesthetically, if you're watching on TV and listening to our broadcast, you're going to see a little weird court tonight. So be prepared. It'll be odd. Uh, Baker Mayfield was not very good yesterday for the Brownies, despite the victory. And his wife, Emily, went on Instagram after the game and said this. No one better say anything bad about Baker Mayfield after this game. First of all, before I continue, I think it's weird that she said nobody better say anything bad about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> not my husband. Or Baker. Not Baker. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Uh-huh. I don't think I've seen toughness like this in a while. Maybe the rest of our team should take the hint and get tougher. Oh. Uh, it was then deleted shortly thereafter. This is not a good look. I say this all the time. I understand it must be rough for family members to hear criticism of somebody that they love, but you're not helping anyone. All right? You're not you're not doing your husband any favors by posting this out there. You're merely giving him something else, another annoyance that he has to answer for this week as he tries to heal himself and get ready for the next football game. Well, let's let's compare the situations because we had, you know, two players for the Browns this year who fought through injuries. Uh, who one got a lot of credit for, one did not, in OBJ, right? OBJ fought through injuries too, but when he didn't play well, it was well because he sucks and he's a cancer and get him off this team. When Baker doesn't play well, it's, well, he's tough. Look how tough he is. He's fighting through the toughness. Baker wants the ball as much as OBJ wanted the ball. OBJ was frustrated when he didn't get the job done and frustrated that he wasn't getting the ball. I'm sure Baker would be frustrated if they sat him down. Is it because both of them are selfish? Probably not. Is it because both of them want to just win for the team and that's it? Probably not. It's probably a little of both, right? But Baker's is treated like, yeah, this is great. Baker Mayfield, he's so he wants this so bad. When OBJ gets mad that things aren't going well, it's he's a bad guy and he doesn't get along with anybody. Now we go to this one because you also had OBJ's dad putting something out there that said, look at how often my son's getting open and no one's throwing to him. And and again. Bad look, not good, not a right thing to do. But a lot of people instantly said, that's OBJ. He just doesn't want to say it, so he's letting his dad post this. But that's all him. He That's what he wants. But now when, when Baker's wife puts something out like this, and Baker comes out the next day and is also cantankerous with the media, doesn't talk to the media after the game, it's instantly like, well, it, she just got caught up. You can't read anything into that. That's not really what Baker wants. That's just somebody else's opinion. Well, let's be fair to both, right? Baker probably does go home and say, these dumb fans don't appreciate what I'm doing out there. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm getting the job done, and they're too stupid to see it. And and his wife probably hears that, and she feels the same way, and she feels even probably stronger about it, and she puts something on social media. That's the way I read this situation. Baker can say all he wants. This is, you know, I I I, I appreciate the fans and all that stuff, but the reality is Baker wants credit 
for going out there and playing hurt. And I'm sorry, you don't get credit for that in the NFL. That's just the way the NFL works. Get the job done. That's what I care about. The other thing that rubs me the wrong way is how Baker is labeled as the greatest teammate ever. He wants it so much. The guys respect him. All of that. To your point, and I wasn't the biggest OBJ fan in the world, but if OBJ walks off the field, doesn't shake anybody's hand, Oh. On his own team or the opposing <laughs> team, and after a victory, skips the media availability, which is unheard of, by the way, for a quarterback to not talk to the media after yeah, a victory. Really I don't care is. if you played like Pooh or not. That is unheard of. If anybody else does that, they're raked over the coals today for it. And but right, Baker, and Baker does so. it. But Baker does it, and he gets a pass because, well, he just wants it so much, this and he's is, hard on himself. He threw a pity party for himself yesterday. This is what I don't understand with Baker. Again, it shouldn't be his call whether he goes out there or not, but Baker Mayfield, no matter what he does, there are there there's a segment of fans who have gone from being Browns fans to being Baker Mayfield fans. I am a Browns fan. If Satan himself came out of the stands and was the quarterback for the Browns this week and they obliterate the Ravens, hail Satan. That's where I am. Uh-oh. I don't care who it is. T Bone says hail Satan. I'm just telling you. I am not invested in Baker Mayfield or in OBJ or in Kevin Stefanski any more than I am. Can they win me a football game? That's what I'm invested in. That's what I'm telling you. I'm rooting for them to get the job done. It's nothing personal with Baker. I think he is probably one of the toughest SOBs out there. He's not getting the job done. I don't understand the people who are like, yeah, but we can't ever talk bad about him because he's great. Why? He's not proven it yet that he is great. He's proven that he's got some talent. He's proven he can fight through some t- some pain. He's also proven he throws a lot of picks. And and we need to talk about that. And if that's because of his injury, then fine. Move on and let Case Keenum play a couple weeks. Get him healed up. Baker is the best option for this team for the rest of the year. Healthy Baker Mayfield is the best option for this team. Get him as healthy as you can for the stretch run. Otherwise, we have to entertain you know, someone from the underworld coming out and playing quarterback. A lot of weird games yesterday. We'll talk about them next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. On the east side, look out for a crash northbound 270 past 161. Not causing too much of a slowdown at this time, so that's good. But we are seeing slow traffic on westbound 670 between 71 and 3rd Street and slow traffic as well on 33 eastbound between 270 and Ebright Road. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Lowe's Provember event is almost over, but there's still some time to get top values on pro brands like DeWalt and Spider. Online or in stores only through November 24th. Lowe's, the new home for pros, U.S. only. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming... I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. 
Submit your rivalry week photo or video to the fan using hashtag Ohio's Biggest Sports Team on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for your chance to win a pair of tickets to the Ohio State Duke basketball game. Visit 971thefan.com for more info. Also, Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder <laughs> Motorsports here on The Fan. There you go. You're watching on fan Hope TV. You're watching you on fan TV. Giving Ted a nice message with mm-hmm. my middle finger. There you go. Uh, elsewhere around the league yesterday, Ravens start Tyler Huntley and get a victory in Chicago. Are you telling me in ridiculous you, fashion? You can yes, that was a ridiculous game. But are you telling me when you're the better team, sometimes you can start your backup quarterback and they can win the game for you, even if your starter's not? That's crazy talk. I. Has that happened any other time in this? Oh, wait, yes, it happened multiple times yesterday. Just in one week, we saw that. But anyway, back to you, Mike. Well, go ahead. and if, uh, you know, the Bear defense didn't just go out in the last minute or so and crap all over themselves. You're right. You would have had Andy Dalton leading uh, his team to victory yesterday. You had two backups going there because Justin Fields. You have backups Fields, going ouchie. all around this league, man. Look, everybody is banged up at this point in the season. Look at what the Cardinals did. Now, we can talk about the Seahawks being awful and their season's over. They're 3-7. and seven. All of that is valid. Did you watch any of that game yesterday? I don't I know why you wa- I didn't get to watch a ton of it, but I, yeah, Look, I checked in and saw the highlights I, afterwards. I, I don't know how it happened, but Colt McCoy was awesome yesterday. Awesome. Yeah, you know. Not just good. I know. Like, awesome. I, I saw the highlights. I didn't watch the whole game, but... It's almost like if you really trust your offense, and Cliff Kingsbury does, and you put good weapons around the quarterback, I am not saying a replacement-level quarterback is just going to go out there and look like Joe Montana. But if you believe in your system and you believe in your offense, and you have a guy who understands your offense, he's been in the system, he's kind of worked and learned behind a good quarterback, yeah, that's why you have backup quarterbacks, is so that they can go out on a week when a guy is not 100% and you try to go out and play the best game you can so that starter can get healthy and you don't hopefully lose the game. You saw it happen multiple times. We have seen the Browns play their backup and win with Case Keenum playing. So it's not like it's unheard of. How hurt is Kyler Murray, by the way? Is he less hurt or more hurt than Baker Mayfield right now? I get the feeling he's less hurt because... They seemed pretty optimistic that he was going to be able to play. Yeah, and then at the it, last second, last minute, right? You know, Cliff Kingsbury is like, yeah, you know what? Let's let's not risk it. We have faith in our guy, our guy Colt McCoy, to go in there and run the offense appropriately. And he was fantastic yesterday. Going back to that Bear game, this is why. You know, you yelled at me after the Bears drafted Justin Fields, and I wasn't like, you know, taking my clothes off and tweaking my nipples and talking about how happy I was because I had very realistic concerns that Justin Fields would go into this Matt Nagy offense, get beaten up, run a system that was not complimentary of his skills, and be damaged goods. And you, oh, you're so negative. Bah, 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 did bah. I say that? that? Yes, you did say that. I just said And I- that's exactly <laughs> what's happened. Now his spleen has exploded, apparently. Yeah, he's got rib injury, possibly you know what, too. Yeah. He also, if you watch that game, his offensive line sucks. Team's not very good, but he's also developed bad habits. He's running around trying to be Superman out there, not trusting the pocket. Yes, right. Right. He's gotten jittery back there. He just doesn't look very good. And it's not because he's not good. 
it's because that team around him is bad and his head coach is stupid. Yeah. And, well, and I, I can see, because Matt Nagy will be fired, I can see the next head coach coming in there next year looking at the film saying, what am I, am I going to tailor my offense around this guy? Right. It's, it is something where I think it makes sense to put an offense in place that is more suited to Justin Fields' strengths. But you have to have a coordinator and a head coach who are fully inv- and an organization who are fully invested in that. Yeah, maybe get an offensive line that doesn't suck, too. No kidding. That'll help. Yeah. By the way, just one more thing on the Matt, Nag- Matt Nagy judgment calls. Um, explain to me why this dude is wearing a visor. He is. That's his look. Yeah, I know it's his look. I understand that. This is I have I have full confidence that Matt Nagy would tell you if you said, Hey, do you put a lot of thought into like what you're gonna wear on game day? He'd probably tell you, like, no, man, are you kidding? I I think about what I've got to do to prepare our team to win. That's what I'm concerned with. There is no reason why a bald man should be wearing a visor. If you have a full head of hair, it even makes a little bit of sense when it's cold out to cover your head a little bit. Your hair's there. Maybe you just want something to keep the sun off of your eyes. When you're a bald man, as a bald man, I can tell you, you're cold. Your head is cold. I like how this is where you're going with this. I want to take some lighter fluid to my whole franchise. You're worried about Matt Nagy's bald head. I am saying this just is a little insight into how he is so particular about, like, I can't tell you where I'm going to be when I'm on my COVID week. I can't even say what secret bunker I'm hanging out in. This man acts like he's got it all together, and then he walks out there, it's cold, and he puts a visor on his bald head, and he looks like an idiot. He's dumb. He is as dumb as we've ever seen in the right. NFL. I agree with you. Colts destroyed the Bills yesterday. Uh, I, I Look, man. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor right now is the MVP of this league. He's got over, was 1,400 yards? Is that where he is right now? Yeah, I think that's close. I'll oh, double check it. Here, I'll pull it up. I'll pull no, it up. I, I, uh, I overshot it. 1,100 yards, 13 touchdowns, 5.8 yards per carry. And everybody knows he's getting the football. Carson Wentz didn't do anything yesterday except not throw weird left-handed passes and get picked <laughs> off and help his team lose. All right, so I guess he did do something. He didn't act like himself. But that offensive line is very good. They ran the ball. They played good defense. And listen to me here, because we're so quick all the time. We're so quick all the time in college to give these coaches these big, long extensions, and then we're shocked when it doesn't work out. And in the NFL, we, we have no reason. We have no reason to give these quarterbacks huge deals because they have years left on their deal, but we're quick to do it because we want to make them happy. I don't know what Josh Allen is going to be at the end of the year. I don't know if he will right the ship. He probably will. But I'll tell you right now, Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, is trash. He's trash. As of now. As He's of not now, playing well. he is trash. And if they don't watch their ass, the Patriots are in first place right now in that division. Yeah. Think about that for a second. The <laughs> New England Patriots are in first place. Teddy was asking me before the show, are the Patriots the best team in the AFC? I answered with a quick no, because they're not. But they very well could win that division because the Bills can't get their heads out of their asses. Well, that's just it, man. Like, the Bills and, and the issues there, you can say, well, this was just one game, right? This is just one game. Can't read too much into that any given it's Sunday. Not, it's not just one game. Yes. My point is, if you just look at the Colts and say they haven't been that good this year, and the Bills, well, the Colts technically have, they're, they're six and five. The Bills are six and four. Like they're, they have the same amount of wins, and the Colts have played one more game, so they have a loss. The Bills, they play one more game right now, probably get a loss too. That's, that's not to me that far of a separation. The AFC is a meat grinder. This is a very tough 
half of the league to look at and say, who's the best team in it? Is it tough or just a bunch of overrated crap? I don't know. Well, what I mean is look at who the best teams are in the AFC and they all have major flaws. Titans lost yesterday. Yeah. To the Texans. Ryan Tannehill threw three picks in the fourth quarter. (laughs) He was awful. awful. But you know what, though? Right. The Titans have at one point now, again, they didn't have Derrick Henry. This, This is part of the issue yeah but but they're not going to have him i know so they got to figure out how to win without him when they had him they were labeled as is this the team of destiny is this the best team the bills have been labeled is this the best team in the afc obviously we started off with the chiefs being the best team in the afc how many other teams you want to throw out there right the ravens are sitting at seven and three are they the best team in the afc like there's all these different contenders we could throw into that but the reality is all these teams are just kind of really good and hanging around but they all have flaws as well. And that Bills team is flawed right now, big time. That Titans team, flawed right now, big time. The Browns were thought to be one of the best teams in the AFC. There are major flaws there. The Bengals have a right to be in the discussion for best team in the AFC, and they just got off a two-game losing streak. So my point is the AFC right now, it may be the Patriots. It's up for grabs, baby. They may be the best team in the A they may be the best team in the conference right now, but give it two weeks and then we'll get back and it'll be a whole new couple teams that we're saying, no, these two are the best. Because it just keeps going like that. Our last segment of the day is coming up next. Back page up next. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center. Look out for slowdowns across the area. Freeway 670 westbound between 71 and 3rd Street is slow. Slow traffic as well. Eastbound 70 between 270 and Bryce Road. Slow traffic on westbound 70 between Miller Avenue and 71. And you have slow traffic both north and southbound 71 between 70 and 670. This report is sponsored by Allstate. You may have heard that Allstate has new low auto rates. But isn't it time to see for yourself? With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate. State.com or call an agent for a quote today. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye basketball coverage coming up at the top of the hour. The host of Fan Warm-Up for a whole nine minutes. Your friend and mine, TV star, Timmy Hall. Hello, man bone. You're all dressed up today. Look at you. You were on 10 TV. Was that live or taped? Taped. When is that going to air? You know, they really didn't tell me. (laughs) He said, (laughs) if I know, I'll be sure to text you and your mom. So maybe never. Maybe never. You know, it could just go into a portal somewhere and just sit what there. Did you, what they did wind you wind up on the cutting room floor? What happens. did you feel yeah. like? What did they shoot of you? What was the segment that you were doing? You've done some of these before, right? Uh, like wall to wall? Yeah. 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 It was just like that. Oh, okay. Me and Adam but King. For idiots. Yeah, but for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> me, I see. Me and the King were just standing at that table with the, you know, beautiful TV screens with the Ohio State and Michigan logos on them. So you're talking to... Chatting about the game. Okay, talk like recapping 
Last week. No, it was no, not recapping last week. Just oh, looking ahead forward. to the All game. Right. All That's right. all. I see. Gotcha. So it, he said it was going to air sometime in the five and six o'clock newscasts oh. this week. Oh, so okay, very good. So we did about four minutes, I think. Nice. All right. So look for that. Watch ten TV news all week. Get all the pregame coverage you need for the game. News must be pretty light this week. <laughs> well, there's nothing. We now going interrupt on. this murder for <laughs> Tim Hall. We don't want to, you know. Gone with the if it bleeds, it leads. Let's just play some taped segments of guys talking about sports. <laughs> That's right. That's how we do it. <laughs> That's what we want. We got a lot of stuff here on the fan this week, too. I've also been putting together, uh, so I suppose they taped like five or six segments of Dom, Dave, and Adam, and Bobby, and Anthony, all just talking anything and everything the game. Oh, all right. So an hour of that will air tomorrow at 8 o'clock. After Buckeye Roundtable. On on, on this day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tuesday night at 8, so a little bit of everything. And myself and Adam, we just recorded an intro for that to get everybody ready to set the scene for. we got to time it out perfectly, all that sort of thing. So that should be good. And then at 9, Perverted. Then at 10. This is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, well, tonight too. Well, you know? yeah, yeah, whatever. But it's not yeah. tonight. <laughs> You're confusing people. <laughs> Tonight, got Buckeyes and Seton Hall. Yes. Give, me your, give me your thoughts on that one. Yes. Well, I, I liked Bones' positivity, if I'm being honest. I woke up, and he had fired off a tweet of Malachi Branham getting ready, and I said, yes, yes. Well, I don't think we as Buckeye fans need to just be writing off a game against Seton Hall just because we lost to Xavier on no. you know Friday, whatever night of the week that was last week. Come on now. They're a good guard team, but... Michi took a step forward. Malachi Branham has taken steps forward. I think it's going to be a big Zed game tonight, too. Big Zed game. I think he had the worst game of all the Buckeyes out there. Maybe, you know, Justin Arns could take the cake for that one last game, too. But big Zed game. He's going to have a chance and big opportunity tonight. Maybe Justin Arns just... uh... Sits this one out. Right. What do you, what he's, do you a t- he's a team captain. It's a little he's tough. He's a captain. Gotta, we do. Gotta, gotta deal with that. How about, you just, better? how about you be a rah-rah guy? You can stand on be the sideline and whoosh your towel in the lead air. by example, guys. That's why right. Justin to be a Joey Lane now. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> fan warm-up, top of the hour, right here on the fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, I know a lot of people have been waiting for the return of this show. It's been discussed. I mean, we're in the holiday season, no less. So everyone is looking forward to watching the return of Nash Bridges. Yes. What? Apparently yes. that's... If you missed Didn't it, watch. it's coming back. Uh, right. That's what I thought, too, Tim. Big is fan, not- Common Man? Never seen an episode of my life. <laughs> right. I mean, okay, like, okay. I'm, I'm just saying we've heard of a lot of shows that people have asked for. I didn't know there were people pining for Nash Bridges, but apparently they are. So USA Network will have a two-hour Nash Bridges movie that pre- premieres this Saturday, November 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Film brings back the original cast members Don Johnson and Cheech Marin as Nash Bridges and Joe Dominguez, elite investigators for the San Fran Police Department Special Investigation Unit. Also returning from the original CBS series is Jeff Perry, who played Inspector Harvey Leak. What about Steve Perry? No, no word on him. No word on him. He's not coming back to sing the theme song? I don't think he is, no. Uh, In either case, that is apparently out. What about Joshua Perry? (laughs) That would be great. I think if if Josh could get up there, Joshua Perry could Too do that. What about be awesome. former WCW wrestler Perry Saturn? 
What about him? With his belly button tattoo? Yes. What about William Perry? The refrigerator. refrigerator. Yeah, the fridge. Mm. Alive? Alive. Well? Eh, debatable. He can't, can't be fringe. that well. What about Joe Perry? Did we already? Who I thought you, you started. No, you said with Joe Steve Perry. Perry. Oh, yeah, no, I said Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Yeah, that's right. I was... <laughs> Full circle. What about William Perry? <laughs> <laughs> what about you Perry? Just... What about Perry Mason? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Perry Mason. Which about, one? Thin about... and young, fat and old. Fat and old. Which one? Perry, Perry Ellis. Mason. Who's Perry Ellis? Perry Ellis is the clothing guy. <laughs> yeah, come on. Good old come Perry on, Ellis. Come on, man. Perry Ellis. All right. Buckeye basketball coverage is next. We'll see you tomorrow for a big three-hour show. Yeah. 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 You can end this anytime you want, Ted. Look at wait, you. He's waiting for you. Say the thing. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stare at you. All right. I'm leaving. Bye, Ted. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Ted, just end the show. I'm not, do- I'm not saying it. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. We got slow traffic on 670 westbound between 71 and 3rd Street as the rush hour comes towards an end. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Lowe's Provember event ends November 24th, but there's still time to become a pro loyalty member and get a welcome kit via mail, and every member gets a chance to win amazing prizes. Lowe's, the new home for pros, U.S. only. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. WBNSFM WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. Rip off your sweats and join the layup line. It's time for... Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I I didn't take these pills every single day. I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, You're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a, Hulu skirt I think on you it. Should. Like, 
No, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I... You can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total clan I mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy good. Right I, don't, I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right a special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet come back for more podcast and again the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us care heating and cooling call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust stop listening now the podcast is over turn it off go do something 